Hello and welcome to The Other Day, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, like always, Claire J. And I'm Ayana Monet. Hey, and welcome to The Other Day. Yo, we finally got homegirl on here. Listen, my nine to five has really been trying my my mental and physical health. Um, But we in here. We ready. As always, we stay ready. Mm, so we don't have to get ready. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this first episode is really just about the inner workings of Claire J and Ayana Monet, how we met, how we stayed friends, how we fell out and hey. came back. Because that's what happened then. Hey, that's the realness. That's adult friendships. Really is. And if you can't fall out and come back, that's not your real friend. Mm. Mm. That's not your real friend. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Just All right. keep it real with the people. Keeping it real with the people. Isn't that what Beyonce said? Beyonce said that in a song, I think. Anyway, so we're going to hop into this episode. So I think I was trying to write down exactly when I thought that we met in my memory is not the greatest. Uh, I, I got you. <laughs> so Yana's going to fact check. I'm going to fact check her because although she likes to think that she know everything, she don't be knowing. I, that's not, I remember a lot more mm. than you. <laughs> okay. We shall see. Sometimes about stuff. Yeah. So we met in college. We met in undergrad. And mm-hmm. I want to say we met our freshman year. It was like the spring semester because my freshman year, I, my roommate did not show up. So my first semester, I lived in a room by myself. And so, and I was devastated. And my mom was like, girl, when you get older, you're going to be like, I had the situation and I was just sad for no reason. But I was sad because I didn't have no friends. And then my, uh, the spring semester, this girl moved in. I moved down the hall. And that's how I met Ayana. They were, um, Brush we were in the same sorority. Yeah, we were in the same sorority. Yeah, yeah, in the same pledge class. And I don't even know. Like, I think we were meeting for dinner or something. I think that's how mm-hmm. we met. And she introduced me to Yana. I really don't know if she thought that we would like each other. If we had similar backgrounds, I don't really remember why she was like, "I think you should meet her." But that's how yeah. we met. Do you remember? And that? I think. Yeah, I think from my end, like, she made it clear, like, hey, this is my roommate. Like, she doesn't really have a lot of friends here. Like, (laughs) she did make it pretty clear, like, you didn't have no friends. (laughs) 
and she knows me like she knew like we're in the same pledge class so like mm-hmm. you know I had shared a f- quite a few things with the other girls in my pledge class so like she knew some of my background and um I think one of the main things was like she knew that you had family in Mississippi mm-hmm. and she knew that's where I grew up and I think when we first met that's one of the f- first things we really connected on mm-hmm. because it's like who's from Mississippi right, and claims it <laughs> and claims it because you know not a lot of people do mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's one of the first things we really connected about and it was wild because once we started talking we realized like we had so much more in common yeah um fun fact Claire and I were born the same year a few days apart in the same hospital mm-hmm. in the same city all of these things and we did not meet until we were 18 19 years old yeah and so it's been a journey even up until that point yeah which is crazy is because you probably don't share this information but literally we were like I don't know what we were doing applying for jobs or something you know on your job application you have to put your social and our socials are literally like two numbers apart and (laughs) literally it's it's, (laughs) don't be us don't share don't don't do that But it's but it's because like the first three numbers is like the city or the state that you're mm-hmm. born in and then whatever else. But because we were born in the same city, same state, same hospital, like three days apart. I mean, that's all of your information <laughs> right there. And we were like, what? what the, this is nuts. This is wild. <laughs> yeah. So, but we didn't share that the first time that we met. That was like way, way out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that was a little bit later a few months in yeah but so we met i would say what was that like march 2020 like march april yeah and then i don't think we really saw each other anytime after that i think we didn't we just talked and then we were like okay yeah we'll see each other around i don't think we exchanged information or anything yeah. and then i applied to be a orientation leader for the summer for um for college and I didn't think I was gonna get the job because I was like Ayana in my roommate at the time I was just kind of very shy to myself so to be an orientation leader you have to be an extroverted person and really get these students in and get them excited about being in the hot sun all day right and I was like this is not this is not me but my boss at the time I guess she saw that like if I pour into Claire, I can really pull it out of her. She has potential. So I got the job and Ayana got the job as well. But like I said, we didn't talk after we first met. So we didn't know until we were moving in to the residence hall that summer, <laughs> in which it was like May of 2013 mm-hmm. still. And she literally was moving in across the hall from me. <laughs> Life literally kept throwing us together, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> until we were just like all right we'll be friends. we'll talk we'll be friends we'll find things in common and I think that's su- that summer was like the defining summer of like our friendship because that's when our friendship formed yeah. and I don't know if you've ever worked with your friends but when you have to work 12 plus hours a day with people they better be people you like (laughs) because those were some rough days and then afterwards hanging out and being in the same like basically being in the same room because I low-key slept in (laughs) Claire and her roommate's room that summer so we were always together yeah um, from May until August so we would literally make her a little palette and (laughs) 
definitely moved my bed. I moved my fireproof mattress yeah. from my room to your room, mm-hmm. put it on the floor. And I do that. <laughs> I sleep with the, I have a stuffed animal that I've had forever, and he would always fall out of the bed into Yana's bed on the floor. <laughs> good times, good times. What a great summer. That was, was. summer 2013 remains like undefeated. Yeah, definitely. Hands down, best summer. Yeah, top five, top five in my life at this point. But we hung out all that summer, and then that really started us mm-hmm. being inseparable. Like we pretty much. It we, was Claire and Ayana from then on. Yes, like <laughs> if yeah, if I if Ayana was by herself, they'd be like, "Where's Claire?" If it was I was by myself, they'd be like, "Where's Ayana?" Like it was just weird for us to not be, be together. together. Yeah. Yes, and I'm quite sure. Either people had to know that we were just best friends, or I don't really know if they ever thought that, like... Yeah, a couple we people thought item. we were dating. Yeah, a, a few people thought we were dating. It was fine. We had to... Sec- I, I I don't know if you did, but I had to set the record straight a couple times. Mm. Be like, no, that's my best friend. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody ever asked me that. You know, I'd be a little slow sometimes. They probably was trying to ask me, and I just didn't get... And you the- ignored the question, yeah, or didn't I get mean, the question. Yeah, that's my business. If she is, and so... <laughs> basically and that was our general attitude like we walked through campus holding hands that was yeah. you i was not trying to do all that <laughs> it was crazy is but that there's a good can you hold my hand yes <laughs> i'm not a big like touchy-feely person until like i when i'm all about somebody like when i'm all about my friends or my family mm-hmm. like yes we all holding hands i don't care mm-hmm doing it and so and then also the dynamic for Yana and I is that I am the youngest of my siblings and Yana is the older sibling oh yeah and so I kind of fell back into my I'm a younger sister and so Yana was literally (laughs) my older sister yeah three days older and here I am (laughs) making her sandwiches (laughs) Yana makes the best peanut butter sandwiches hands down do you hear I can't with you I don't know what she be putting on that sandwich, but it's fire. It's fire. Literally nothing special. I, it tastes better when you don't have to make it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's the best. So that's what we said, summer 2013. Yeah. And, and that was pretty much the dynamic up until, we got I it. guess... Until we moved in together. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, was that which was senior year. Yeah, that was our, that was the the last semester of our senior year. Because okay. that first semester, I lived off campus. Oh, and okay. then I realized off-campus life, that was not for me. Mm-hmm. All them bills, mm-mm-mm. Um, so it was in my financial best interest to move myself back to campus. Yeah. Um, and there just so happened that your, one of your roommates had graduate was graduating in December. Mm-hmm. And so uh, being a former RA, I had some housing connections. They slid me back in, into that spot. So it was nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we lived together, that was like the beginning of our relationship going like south. Mm. Um, and I think it was beginning of our relationship going south only because we found out soon after that Claire was graduating on time and I was not. Yes. And 
it was funny because I remember so vividly. So one thing about this podcast um, is that when we were roommates, Claire would come get in my bed at night and we would she would be my little sister because this is definitely something my sister did when we were kids and she would basically talk me to sleep yeah and so either i would fall asleep and she would get up and go to her room or she would fall asleep and have to wake her up to go to her room (laughs) (laughs) but we would always have just these most random just but really good in-depth conversations at the end of the night and we were like we need to record this we need to like talk to the people. The people need to hear what we have to say. Yeah. And I feel like that was the first time we talked about doing like anything kind of remotely like this. Right. Um, but we always, we've always from the beginning had such good conversations and like, I feel like we give each other such good nuggets of wisdom just because we are so open with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do know so much about each other. We're able to like weigh in on what's going on. Yeah. Um, so it was always just one of those things where I feel like, we were so, so close until the dynamic was about to change. Yeah. And one thing about me is I don't like, I don't like when things change suddenly. Yeah. And that was really, really sudden for me. And I felt like I'm an out of sight, out of mind type of person. Like I'm really bad at keeping in touch with people yeah. um, because I never want to feel like I'm burdening people or I'm like pushing my myself or pushing a friendship on people. And that's just some some stuff I need to work through in therapy. But um, I always feel like it's a burden if I if I stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Claire's going to graduate. She's going to live her own life. Like, she's going to be out of the college bubble. And I'm still going to be here. And so we won't be friends anymore. And I remember one night we were having, like, one of our conversations. And Claire, Claire being the person that she is, she was very direct. And she was like, I feel like you're pulling away from me and you're acting different because I'm about to graduate and you feel like things are going to be different. And so you're going to cut me off now instead of waiting. And I swear, like y'all, I laughed it off and I was like, Claire, you're being silly. Like I totally gaslit my friend and I shouldn't have, like, it was, it was terrible because I was, I was not in a place where I could be vulnerable and I could admit that like, I cared so much about this friendship that it was changing me. And it was so hard to admit that then. And I was so hurt that she was graduating on time and I wasn't. Well, I think for me, like, I don't know what it was, March 2016, I met with my Mm -hmm. advisor and then she was like, oh yeah, you graduate in May. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like (laughs) this was, (laughs) I was, I was so planned to stay till December and then I could graduate in the next few months. What is that? What? And I think that we didn't even get to take the time to kind of like grieve mm-hmm. us separating. It just happened. And Very suddenly. And you were done with college. You were like, shit, if I can graduate in May, I'm out. I'm gone. And also prior to that semester, I had, we lived in a residence hall together as well before we moved mm-hmm. in to like the same apartment. We lived in the same residence hall building. And, um, Look, junior year of college, I was I was no good for nobody. It was very Me terrible. Either. We were terrible. And I would always say I, I wanted to lay in the grass and it's literally that's all I wanted to do. Like I didn't want to go to class. I didn't I the extension of hanging out was with the Yana. I didn't want to do nothing else. And I started to go to uh the counseling center um, for a recommendation from my residence hall coordinator at the time, the dorm director. 
And somehow Ayana and I started to go together. I don't really know how. Yeah, we ended up in group therapy. Yeah. But like we were the only two people there. <laughs> so it was like we were in couples therapy. <laughs> We really were. We were in couples therapy and we start that's the probably the first time that I ever saw Yana be um vulnerable because she is such a she has such a hard external shell. And I think she has this this thing that where she feels as though people don't like her. And I don't think it's that people don't like you I think it's just that that external shell is very hard to crack and so it's easier to to turn people away instead of keeping people there and then having to to be nice or not nice but like be vulnerable for them to get to know you and then they like you do all these things with these people and then they can still have the gumption to leave and it's like I don't have told you my whole life and mm-hmm. so you just have this whole shell. You don't have to read me like this <laughs> for the people. But it's true. I don't mind it. It's cool. Yeah. I th- it's it's all true. And I think that's just like a testament to like how well yeah. we do know each other. Because like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. Yeah. And so us being in that group therapy together, like we probably cried every week. And I'm not even like a, a sympathetic crier, but like seeing Ayana cry. Because I, I, I don't cry for nothing. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how we ended up in this couple's therapy, but listen, yes. our therapist, our counselor, shout Oof. out to her. Yes. Okay. She was the best. Yes. She was a. Um, Hands down. Yeah. She was a black woman. And so, in us being in a predominantly white institution, mm, and that was such a big deal. It was such a big deal to finally be seen. In a Mm -hmm. sense that, like, we didn't have to over-explain. We just had to be like, girl. And she's like, I get it. Because that's the first time, like, and I think you're right. Like, and I will say a lot lot of that vulnerability you saw, Mm -hmm. and I don't take credit for it. I I give her credit for it because, like, she created the space for it. Because I've, over the years, I've had, you know, many therapists. I started going to therapy for the first time. I think I was, like, 13. Mm -hmm. Um, And since then, I've had various therapists for various reasons. And in college, I think Della might, I think she might have been the second or third therapist Mm -hmm. I had had in college. And I think that I was really happy hesitant like I feel like it was more of you you had had a good experience and I think we had had another friend that had gone to her and had a good experience and so I was just like okay like let's give this woman a shot let's go to these group classes let's see what she's what she's talking about because I I had had a therapist literally tell literally ask me why are you so angry and this is a white woman Mm. and so hearing that from a white woman who has no concept of like my identity and what I go through like that made me internalize a lot of things yet again and feel like oh my feelings aren't valid oh I'm 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 blowing things out of proportion you know this that and the third how but with this therapist this particular person we were able to have these conversations and she was able to be like no that's valid no that's trauma you're saying that like it's normal no that's trauma and I'm like wait what and that was the first time I had someone, like you said, who fully, I felt like, saw me for who I was and who I am inside and not, like, the outer shell that we right. present to the world to protect yeah. ourselves. Yes. 
because we have to. And I think like we had this whole series because Lemonade had just came out. Oh, ooh. And it, it was, was beautiful. It was so moving on so many different levels. And just, you know how there's a lot of Beyonce stands out there. Shout outs to mm-hmm. Beyonce. But yes. for what Beyonce has turned herself into to resemble for the Black community, especially the Black women community, and with Lemonade, how many different representations she showed for mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. people's identities, right? And so mm-hmm. like for Della to, to use that to to help us get through all of the, because all of those things in Lemonade were was stages of um, grief, wasn't it? Or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And so just for us to discuss that and- And talk about what our lemons are. Yes. Yeah. Like, what are the things, what are our past traumas that we're turning into Lemonade? And like being able to have that conversation with your best friend, like mm-hmm. it was so good. Yes. It was so good to be able to have that conversation yeah and I would feel like and to be real with each other yes and I feel like with somebody a white person or somebody that wasn't a person of color like that conversation never would have even happened at all like not not at all so I, I think we were blessed in that situation so from having that group therapy with the Yana that year before and then moving in together and then me learning that I was graduating early. And so I think I was hurt because like we literally, like I said, we had, we were just breaking down generational curses together. I mean, and then I'm like, I'm about to be how many hours from my best friend? Like I've, we have been not together, like never separated. We spent for three years. <laughs> yes. Like we spent all the summers together. I don't think I ever went home from college after freshman year. No. If I did, I came back early. And so then I'm like, I'm about or to I went with you. Yeah. Like <laughs> she, she would come home for like Thanksgiving with me, Christmas with me. Like we were always together. And so then to see like I'm about to leave my friend here and then I have to go make new friends what's that Mm, like mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this and it just it took a turn it took and I think it did it took a it took a drastic turn because I think for me what happened after you graduated was like I continued living my life with like the people who were there and I think we slowly like we we talked like every day for a while and then it was once a week and then it was whenever we caught up with each other. And then it was like, then we weren't talking until like, I mean, I feel like it not, it's not that we didn't talk. I feel like we would go like longer periods of time without talking. And then when we would talk, like the conversation wasn't necessarily the same. Yeah. I don't know. We weren't in the same we were no longer in the same space we weren't having the same experiences anymore Mm -hmm. you were living at home again like and that was new to you like being back at home with your parents and you have such a close relationship with your parents like so it was I think for me like and I feel like that's a factor it's like oh like I don't want to intrude on their time you know because I know how close y'all are and so there were a lot of things. And then I had moved back off campus and then me and my sister and like another friend of ours were living together and we lived together for a couple of years. And I think during that time, my like final semester in college, 
um we were fun we were okay but that was when things like really knucklehead boys we met some knucklehead boys boys. and i feel like we but we i feel like we you and i'm gonna say it i feel like we used them to replace the relationship we had with each other yes and it just wasn't the same it wasn't but also it wasn't you (laughs) (laughs) well also i feel like i couldn't because i felt silly but i couldn't say that i felt like i was being replaced by the knucklehead boy and i felt like i was being replaced by your other roommate because i always love your sister Mm -hmm. i know that relationship Mm -hmm. like you know Mm. but then i was like oh she's living with this person and And we were together all the time all the time and i was like who this girl Mm, i don't like that and so (laughs) i was but i couldn't say like i I don't know how are you going to tell somebody that you're jealous of their other friends like i felt stupid but that's just how i felt and so i met this this boy who i all the signs were there that I shouldn't have been with him. And I knew that, but I just couldn't figure out how to, to back out of it. Cause he knew that I was trying to back out and he was just tightening his grip and I couldn't get out. And, um, I y'all actually met him and she was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and here's, and here's the thing about me is, I don't care what anybody else has to say about a person. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Your experience with a person is not my experience with a person. Right. So until I meet you, until I catch a vibe, like no other opinion matters. Cause like my opinion matters the most to me. Right. And so when I met homie in my home, when I met him in my home and he said certain things and I was just like, mm, no. And then I saw how you were with him. I was like, that's not my friend. Yeah. I'm like, that's who yeah. is this? Right. Like things I don't that, know her. Yeah, like things I, I wasn't allowed to do and I was not being myself. You and, weren't your whole self and it was so clear. Yes. And but like Ayana said, like I was like, well, I ain't got nobody else to hang out with, so I'm gonna hang out with him. And it was also had to do with like when I graduated, my parents were living in a different city from where I grew up in. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm in a new space of being a post, um, post grad. I don't know if that's, that's a word, Mm -hmm. but, and then I'm in a city, I don't know nobody. So I'm literally like trying to, to find my niche in this place. And he was Mm -hmm. one of the first people that I met. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. We're going to do it. And, um, that that kind of just I replaced that, but then Yana had the same situation. I had the same situation, but and, slightly different. <laughs> yes, yeah. not to such of my extreme, but she had a situation like mine. And what was crazy is that is which most people do. Like we could peek. Oh, we could we could see what the other was doing. Yes, but we, we could see, see the problems and the flaws. But we couldn't see our own yes. problems and flaws. And I don't even think it's necessarily that we couldn't see them, but we couldn't admit them to each other. Yes. And <laughs> so what my parents always say, especially in relationships, but they always tell my siblings and I is when you're with somebody and 
they start to isolate you from the people that care about you most. It's a, that's a red flag, a big one, because they are talking mm-hmm. about in for animals in the wild when they are hunting for prey. The best way to get someone is you remove them from the pack, and mm-hmm. they they have no protection. And so that mm-hmm. is for me. In my situation, is what that guy was doing. He was he was telling me all these things about Ayana and. And he was like, well, she ain't your friend. She don't talk to you every day. And I'm like, you know what? She don't talk to me every day. It was just like giving me these things. And then I was just like, hmm, I don't like that. And so, of course, he was my man. So I, I was going to listen. And then so she was telling me stuff about him. And it was just kind of the tit for tat for them either side. Because she was trying to be mm-hmm. my friend. And he was just trying to be a terrible person. And I couldn't decipher the two. And because I didn't want to be alone and he was there I was like well I'm just gonna go with him because he's here he's here and he gives me something to do (laughs) yeah and I think for me during that and literally around the same time Mm -hmm. like y'all started talking at the same time I started talking you and your knucklehead started talking at the same time I started talking to my knucklehead Mm -hmm. and I think for me I fell into a situation where it was a situation yeah and let's be clear about that it was not a relationship this was not my man but I surely was acting like it was and he surely was acting like he was my man but he was not trying to be my man so let's be clear about that um I think it's what happened was like he was someone I knew through my relationship with Claire Mm -hmm. and he was her friend (laughs) and she was no longer around Mm -hmm. um and we had hung out a few times you know watch movies like really just being friends Mm -hmm. until we weren't and then it turned into I was with him all the time I was at his house when I was at my house like and I slowly became isolated as well like me and my sister were barely talking my other roommate and my sister were always upset because I would make plans with them but then he would want me to be where he was and I would change plans last minute because I didn't want to disappoint him and I was so wrapped up in wanting a relationship and I'm like oh if I do everything he could ever want me to do if I could be everything he ever wanted me to be then he'll want to be with me mm-hmm. and that was a mistake I mean I we're not going to get into to no, some of the things that's definitely because I mean another episode that's like for another episode but yeah. y'all I mean when you talk about being crazy behind somebody yes when you talk about I mean yeah he could have told me anything yeah and similarly to what claire was experiencing he was telling me oh she only calls you when she wants to talk about her problems mm-hmm. oh you only hear from her when she has something going on mm-hmm. oh i never hear you ever telling her what's going on with you mm-hmm. oh i never hear her like you know all i ever hear y'all doing is talking about dudes do y'all talk about anything else and I'm like, mind your business, play like, your game. <laughs> like, and like, I low key was like ignoring it until we had we had that that fight that last because like, homie finally got in your head, and he finally got in my head. And what actually happened with that situation? The reason it turned, and I don't even know if you knew this at the time, but the reason I shut down when emotions get too overwhelming for me. 
I shut down and I will cut anybody off. My mama, my grandmama, my sister. Like I, I do not care who you are. If I'm overwhelmed and I feel like you're not trying to help me, you're only adding to my stress. Like I'm done. Yeah. And I will, I will just check out and, and I don't like to say I've turned off my emotions, but I can put them in a box. I can definitely put them in a box and I move from a place of like, I need to get things done now. I have these goals, these things I need to do and nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And at that time, my mom had just been in a really bad accident Mm -hmm. and she was going through some stuff and I hadn't talked to Claire yet. And I don't remember how the conversation started, but she was upset with me about something. And then like me already been in an upset space and I had literally just left dude's house and he had got in my head and it just, I mean, we were going at it back and forth through text. And I think it ended with me being like, okay, peace. And like, I literally sent her like the peace sign emoji. Yeah. And that was the last time we talked for Months. like five, six months. But I think that, you know, my memory be failing me sometimes. But what I remember the the initial argument that kind of spiraled was that I was calling Ayana because I was going on dates. I don't know if, cause I know I had met him, but I don't, I don't even remember how it, how it started, but I was going on dates and her guy was implying that going on dates meant that I was sleeping with all of these people. And I was like, no, I can go on a date and go home. Like, that's all I, I, I ain't busting it out. I'm not for the streets. That's not for me. Right. But you we're going to circle back to that. Because yeah. I, I think I know where the miscommunication happened at. But we're going to circle back to that. <laughs> but and so he had said that. And I felt I was hurt because Ayana didn't stand up for me. I felt like in that situation. Because I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. do that. That's not... And I was probably hurt because Ayana didn't stand up for me. And I was hurt because with that guy, like Ayana said, him and I were previous. He was your friend first. And he had, we had hung out numerous times and he had went home. Like he, he literally came to my, my dorm room. We hung out and I made sure he did not sit on my bed. He had the little, the chair that you have in your dorm room. You can sit in this chair. Okay, you're not gonna sit on this bed. This is not what it is. Back to one of our other friends. (laughs) Yes, you can sit on this chair. You can sit on this chair. And um, but yeah, so I was like, even in our not that he was that type of person, but you know, some sometimes dudes' minds be wandering and be like, nah, I'm gonna set you Mm -hmm. that. No, this is strictly friend business. Right. And so for him to say that, and I was just like, wow is that is that what we do and then I don't remember any anything else after that I'm sure there was more but that's that's when I feel like after she felt like he said she was a thought that was the end like literally that was the end and what happened was he was implying more so that my other friend that I hung out with a lot at that time was a thought which she had been known around around right and I hung out with her often Mm -hmm. and I constantly was like hanging out with her she lived like not even a mile from him so like Mm -hmm. I would sometimes leave his house go hang out with her or leave her house and go hang out with him Mm -hmm. and so it was one of those things where 
whenever I was at his house, either one of the two of you were calling me. And I think he was getting frustrated that I was always on the phone and he could hear my conversation Mm -hmm. most of the time being about whoever you two were dating. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we had, when he and I had a conversation, he kind of lumped the two of y'all together. And so when I was telling you about the conversation, I think you thought some stuff he was saying about her was about you. Mm -hmm. And because I, I immediately, I've never been the type, I don't shame anybody. Mm-hmm. I've done too many things in my life to shame anybody. Yeah. So I, whenever I'm, whoever I'm friends with, again, I didn't care what anybody else had yeah. to say about her because she was my friend and it was nobody's business who she was and was not with. Yeah. Like, and I never commented on it for real, for real. Cause it, I don't, I didn't care. And it wasn't the, nobody else's business. Right. And so I think he was really upset because he would see guys approach me when I was with her Mm. and he was uncomfortable thinking he was going to lose something. He wasn't willing to lock down because when people were asked about me, ask him about me because people would see us together, but he was always talking about how he didn't have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so when people would see us together at the gym, for example, and people would approach me, he would be upset and be like, Oh, she can go, but she can't. I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm grown. But 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 you told me you told me we were grown and we were doing whatever we want. So I'm grown. I'm acting accordingly. I'm acting accordingly and I'm doing whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And so I think all of this whole thing happened because we were with some insecure men. Yes. Like that's what it came down to. We were with some insecure men and we were I would say we were insecure enough at the time that we wanted to hold on to them. Yeah, because we didn't have each other. No, we didn't and we felt because we felt well. I would say because we felt like we didn't have each other. Yeah, because I think had either of us opened up our mouths and said what was really going on. Yeah, both of us would have either of us would have been there for the other. You know, but I think we weren't willing to open up our mouths and say like, no. because this is just, what's happening. It was new territory because like from going for three years to constantly being with someone and then a matter of months that changing, we didn't have time to really talk Adjust. about how our friendship was going to change. Not that it didn't mm-hmm. have to exist. I think we could, we only saw it as it not existing because from the only other transition that I guess we had was from high school to college. I ain't talked to none of them. I don't talk <laughs> to nobody from high school. <laughs> okay. And so then we were like, is this the same transition? Like, do we just make yeah. friends in this new professional world or whatever you do after college? Mm-hmm. And um, so we just didn't have the time to really talk about our transitional phase and how to be friends from different areas. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so I don't really know. I, I want to say it was maybe a year, a couple months that we we kind of fell out. It was a while because I, I do remember when we started talking again because me me being the stubborn person that I am, I have an ego, y'all, and I admit that to myself. I admit, I admit, I admit it freely. I'm aware of all my flaws. I'll speak on them. I have an ego and I am stubborn mm-hmm. and I don't know how to apologize and I don't know how to how I just don't okay like that's not I'm sorry you feel like you deserve an apology (laughs) like type of person um and I'm working on it right and but I at that time nah I'm like oh you think you your life is gonna be better without me go for it like I was under the mindset of like 
I was good for 18 years before I met you. Like, and that's how I was operating. Mm -hmm. But luckily my friend was in a better, (laughs) was in a better space Mm -hmm. than I was. Um, And I want to say it was like January 3rd. I don't know why I remember, I remember it being January 3rd, but Mm -hmm. it was like right after the new year. Mm -hmm. And I got this text from an unsafe number. Uh, (laughs) But I recognized number. But I recognized the number because Claire's had the same number since fifth grade. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I stay getting random texts from people. Be like, "Hey, yo, is this still Claire?" And who who even tries? <laughs> like, it amazes me whenever people who knew you in '08 text yeah. you thinking you have the same number because I've changed my number so many times. Yeah, but I got the and I immediately recognized the number, mm-hmm. um, and it just so happens it's like the ex- like it's the reverse of my current it was the reverse of my roommate's number so I was never gonna forget it like I was never gonna forget her number so I saw it and obviously you know um she she said what she said and she was basically just like wanting to have a conversation and talk about what happened and we did mm-hmm. and I think even after we talked I mean it was still like a while like I would still it was a while before we like were talking regularly again Mm -hmm. and even after we were talking semi-regularly I think it was still a while it was an it wasn't until you had had enough of oh boy Mm -hmm. and y'all had finally ended that our friendship got back to what it it is now which is more similar to what it was before before we fell out yeah I think when I reached out and we discussed, it was still me reaching out every time yes. to initiate whatever conversation that we had, which I didn't even care that it was me reaching out. I just was excited that she was responding. And I was like, this has potential. Like we could, we <laughs> could work from here. And I think it also had to do with my dad. I think my dad, it was around New Year's, I think it was. And I don't know if this was before or after, but we had an experience on New Year's that we tried to make these face masks. And I don't know if I told my dad about it. (laughs) It was the year before. Yo, we was blind, bro. (laughs) And so I was telling my dad about that. And so he was like, I really think you missing Yana. Like, you can reach out. And uh, so I reached out. So shout outs to my dad for telling me that because I he was just he knew that I was sad, and I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to to eating crow. Like I don't care. I'll go back. Um, it was just that I really thought Iana was finished with me because, like she said, she was like peace peace emoji. So I really thought she was finished. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm I don't know. If she even wants to hear from me. So my dad was like, well, which the worst thing she could do you don't know until you reach out. So I did. And I just kept reaching out and uh, my situation with homie was just really bad. And I really wanted to to talk about it with somebody. And Ayana has such a, her, I don't know, like I was going to say mental capacity, but she did say she gets too much, but with me, it wasn't her. So just for her to like, listen, like she could listen to me and really be like, do you want 
to know like do you want me to be nice or do you really want to know what's going on and I really needed to hear that because I had nobody else like I said I was in a different city I didn't know anybody so I had no friends and I didn't want to talk to my parents about it because I mean you know I can be best friends with them but there's you don't want to talk to your parents there's a line right there's always a line you know and so I really needed her and um we can discuss this but like I was in a physical and a verbal abusive relationship and I was trying to figure out my escape plan. I was Harriet Tubman over here. I was really trying to find my underground railroad. I had to get out. And, and you know me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you already know what I had to say. Yes. So and, I was ready whenever she was. Yes. And um, with the mastermind of Ayana and our other friend who actually lived in the same town that I was in but we which is interesting because she was our my roommate when we first met like when we lived across the hall for that first summer that Ayana and I met but and we her and I were closer than Ayana and then her and then somehow it flipped that her and this friend became closer than me and her probably because I distanced myself and so I didn't even reach out to her when I lived in this this city for two years but Ayana and our friend started doing this research on my my ex-boyfriend at the time and they helped me find my the FBI (laughs) they are they really are and helped me find my escape route to really helped me get out of this relationship and that was probably the like like she said the start of us really being friends again because I was very I was free like I had I was so I was depressed I hated my job I literally boohoo cried every day going to work and then then having to deal with him and I was scared to leave and but I didn't want my parents to know that I was going through this so I was just I had so many emotions going on because I'm like with him I'm sad but I gotta be at home and act like I'm not feeling this because I don't want my parents to know what's going on and um I just had I just needed my friend and I was like I'm willing to go out on this limb because I need help and that's how we rekindled our friendship and by that time I had decided to go back to school Mm. so I was at that time in grad school so I was at the same university um, that we had been at for undergrad and I was still there and my friends were were long gone because they had all graduated by that point um and so I was still very much in a space of like having to navigate this space I was very familiar with without the people I was familiar with, you know, like I was in the familiar space, but it was not the same because it it, it doesn't, a space changes, a a place changes so much when the people who made that place, what it was are gone. And I needed her to be back in my life because there are very few people who are willing to check me. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) there are very few people who are willing to check me because I don't make it easy um and I always gotta come back Mm -hmm. and so I think when you're the type of person who always has an excuse or a reason it's really hard for people to argue with you yeah and I don't like to argue so when people start to argue with me I stop responding yeah and so it makes it really difficult for people to say what they have to say but Claire doesn't care Mm -mm. 
<laughs> so Claire will say what Claire has to say to me, whether I respond or not. And she's like, I'm gonna let you think about that. Yeah, and I'm gonna go. But and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. <laughs> what I have to say. And so I think for us, where we've been friends so long and we've been through so many things together, so many like non-relationships. Yeah, like um, in my, in, in the time, what is it, seven years that I've, I've met Ayana, we yeah. went through the passing of my grandmother together mm-hmm. and um, she, she didn't even know. She was so mm-hmm. mad. I don't, I <laughs> That was a rough night. Yeah, it was. I was, I was so the, confused. She was confused. I was in the trunk of somebody's car. Like, it was nuts. But <laughs> my grandma passed. And what happened? My parents moved uh, to mm. Cleveland, which Twice. was a hard for me. Which, uh, anyways, they moved to Cleveland. What else did, have we experienced? We've experienced All a lot. Things. We we taken numerous road trips. Uh, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Taking yeah. groups with several different friend groups that we were like, we're never doing that again. Uh, what else have we done? I, I mean, done? I feel like we've really run the gambit. For me, I feel like there's so many things that have happened that I think tried our friendship. Um, but we we've stayed friends. Uh, one of the the second summer that we were friends, I experienced sexual assault, and that was the yeah. hardest thing that I've ever experienced to this day mm-hmm. um, because two months later, my dad passed mm. and I didn't go to his funeral and my friends tried to talk me out of it yeah. and I just was not hearing it. And I think to this day, it remains one of the decisions that I won't say I regret the decision, but it's one of the decisions that I always pause on because yeah. I know that at that moment, I did not need that. Yeah. I did not need that. I did not need to be there. I did not want to be there. I had grieved my relationship with my father years before, and we hadn't talked in a year before he passed. Yeah. Um, and he called me a couple of days before he passed and he didn't know that this thing had happened to me, mm-hmm. but my mother did. And she really wanted me to have a conversation with him and I just refused and I just know that like during that time so many friends like there were like a handful of people who even knew that this thing happened to me it wasn't even until like a few years later that I even told my sister about it and me and my sister are so so close yeah um and I think that for me it was just one of those things where it's like you blame yourself mm-hmm. and you don't want people to judge you and you don't because the first thing they do is they ask what did you do or why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? But were you and wearing? it's correct. And it's always an interrogation. Even when you're yeah. wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt and you're just trying to be a bum, like these things can happen. Yeah. Um, because one thing about me is I'm going to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, what happened with that situation is like, I felt so much resentment towards the people in my life for like not being there mm-hmm. and me feeling like I had to, reach out and hang out with these people that I wasn't 100% comfortable with hanging out with, um, that I put myself in a situation that resulted in an awful thing happening. Um, but I think from that, what, what happened is like, I had friends who didn't know how to support me because they had no sort of like reference for what was happening and what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I spiraled after that, like, 
I was drinking. I was, I mean, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was an all around mess. I quit my, my lead, one of my like main leadership positions on campus. I had been an RA. I quit. Yeah. I, I didn't care. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, I mean, I failed so many classes that year. Like it was, yeah, it was just all. That was just the, such, the junior that year. Junior year, junior year was, oof. I think that was the, the summer before junior year even happened. So that's like how it, it started. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it went downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, like she said, I really didn't know. I I was there. I was there with her. And I feel like for me, I always feel like I have to have the right thing to say because I, I have a writer-esque piece about me. Like I like writing papers and I just have a way with words sometimes. I don't have the vocabulary. That's where Yana comes in. That's how, kind of how we started to have our conversations because I was like, I know what I'm trying to get out, but I need you to to give me some vocabulary to fully get my point across. And so and I, I express my feelings. Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> how I know a lot that. of words. <laughs> yes. So we balance each other. And I wanted to have the, the perfect thing to, to say for my friend. And I, I didn't know what to, like, I, I didn't know how to really be there for her when her dad passed, because I'm like, I would be no more. Like, and I, and I, I, per, I remember saying when she was trying to decide if she wanted to go to her dad's funeral and, and their relationship was an interesting one. And again, I, I couldn't relate to, to that sort of dynamic. But I was like, despite all that your dad has done um, or been there for you and your sister, regardless of that, his actions shaped the Ayana that you are and that we love today. And so if he, regardless of what he did, we love you for being this version of yourself. And so you have to love him for allowing us to love you in this way. And that hit Ayana heart, tears everywhere. She was like, I can't, but she still didn't go. <laughs> I, I mean, she made a beautiful point. And yeah. to this day that sticks with me and like, I cried tears for him, I did. Yeah. But I think that that, you saying that it did hit me, but it hit me because I realized like for good or for bad, he is a part of me and he is the reason why I am the way that I am. But I think that for me, because I had already grieved that relationship, because at that time I had a boss that made me feel like I had to choose between my job and going to my father's funeral. I chose my job because I'm like, I don't have anyone to help me pay for school. Yeah. I have no other way of like supporting myself. Like without this job, like I'm going to have to take out loans that I don't, I'm not 100% sure I'll be able to get because I don't have a co-signer. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I was so focused on what I didn't have. Yeah. And I was so focused on my future that I would not, I, and I'm still that way to a certain extent. I'm always so focused on what's going to happen next, that I find it hard to live in the present. And I think had I been present in that moment, had I been a had I been developed enough yeah. <laughs> um, in my maturity to to recognize like what was happening, I would have quit that job mm-hmm. right then and there. Yeah. Um, I would have told my bosses bosses 
what was happening because I know them better now (laughs) and I know that they wouldn't have supported that decision. Um, And I know that they would have encouraged me to go to my father's funeral and they would have made a way for me to still keep my job. Um, And maybe my college experience would have been different. Um, But I think that in the end, what I really regret is how it changed some of my other relationships. When you don't go to a parent's funeral, it changed your relationship with other people in the family. Mm. Um, I have a sibling that hasn't talked to me since that day. Um, So, I mean, that was a choice that I made when I was 20, 21, um, that is impacting me to this day. Um, So, but that's a choice I made. Yeah. And it's a decision that I stand by to this day. So I have to accept the consequences. Yeah. But I think for for all of the the lows that we experienced junior year and just kind of watching how both of us reacted to those different things that were happening in our lives. If I don't feel like if we wouldn't have saw that and just neither one of us really had the perfect thing to say, but we were always with each other. Because I think um, for me, it's like, I just like, I need somebody to be there. We don't have to say nothing. Because sometimes Yana and I just be hanging out doing completely different things. But the comfort of Yana We're in the same room. Yeah. Living life. And that's okay. And I enjoyed it. So I think if we never would have watched each other and how the lows affected us in that way, I don't think that our fallout, we never would have reconnected. Because I think for mm. me, like seeing you being that low in, in junior year and how that just kind of like, you were just no good for nothing and <laughs> for nobody. <laughs> like, I mean, and and okay. me too. And so we were only my, good to each other. Yes. And so for my dad to tell me, go ahead and reach out because what, what is she, she, what is she going to do? And I was like, you know what? I feel like she would respond because me knowing and seeing Ayana, how she acts in that sort of situation, like, I, I feel like she needs a friend right now and I know that she's not going to reach out and so I, I am going to do that but I knew that because I was able to to be there for you in a time that we both needed each other so I really think that um, at the time I hated that we had to experience it but we um, experienced it together and we learned from it with age mm. with the life lessons that we had and um, we were able to to reconnect and really um I mean life man you know life (laughs) I mean yeah really get you but I think with age you're able to really talk about things that you just didn't have the words or the capacity before you never really saw people um talk about those things and so being able to have a friend that you literally can do anything with Nobody teaches you how to have adult relationships, yeah. you know, nobody, t- nobody teaches you how to argue or to disagree, yes. <laughs> like, in a way that grows you, Yeah, you know, and I feel like now, we've, well, we've both been to therapy on many occasions, and I think knowing our own triggers and knowing our own flaws allows us to accept each other's, yeah. and I think we're now at this space where we know ourselves mm-hmm. and we know each other mm-hmm. and we know that in the end like we're good people and for good or for bad like whether it comes out good or it comes out bad like it comes from love mm-hmm. and so we can accept it now it might it might be a little ouch 
you know, it might, it might not feel great, mm-hmm. but I think that we know that we're not competing each, with each other, you know, like there's an absolutely no competition or ego in this friendship anymore. And I, that is something I can appreciate because I think that it's such, it's a place we've worked for. We've worked for where we are now and like we cannot talk (laughs) for a while and we can link up and decide we're going to do a podcast together. And that's what we're doing. Yes. We're going to plan it. We're going to make it happen. Yes. And what's crazy is that we're further away now than we were (laughs) when I graduated (laughs) college. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and we have a closer bond than we did. Like you were an Thanks hour so. and a half away, and now you're like, I don't know, three hours maybe. Yeah. And, and at one point, we both had we both had vehicles. Yes, <laughs> like there was just no wasn't reason. going nowhere. <laughs> we were only going to see them boys. Yeah, that's it. yeah, that's definitely an, an episode in itself, bro. Because yuck. but that is the growth (laughs) yes uh but that is the the makings of ayana monet and claire J. and so we love that y'all listen but i am going to shout out some different things we do have social media pages so if something in this episode resonated with you and you want to continue that conversation on one or all of our platforms feel free we'd love to hear from our supporters so we do have a instagram facebook and twitter pages all of that information will be in the show notes below on the episode but i will shout it out here so we do have an instagram page and that's at the other day that's t-h-e-e other day we have a Facebook page at The Other Day, the podcast, and Twitter, The Other Day One, and that is the number one. Uh, you can send us an email at theotherday at gmail.com, and you can leave us a voicemail, and you can click the link in the show notes to leave us a voicemail. Um, but you can also, if you have any requests of any topics or questions you would like Ayana and I to tackle in future episodes, you can do that there on any of those platforms. But I do want to let you know we are not certified therapists or anything oh, of no. that sort. So some questions we may not even tackle will probably say you should probably see a therapist because we are not that. This is just our opinion and our experiences, and we're giving voice to that. Yeah. But uh, do you have any any closing remarks? Any um, I just want to thank everyone for going through on, on this journey with us. I know this this has been very representative of how <laughs> our relationship is and how our conversations go. Yeah, um, we are very fluid in how we discuss things. Like if if, if something sparks a memory, it sparks a memory, and we're going to speak to that. Um, I like to think that we're we're pretty honest people. So this type of honesty and vulnerability you can expect yes. the other day, the podcast. Hey. Um, so we're 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 excited to be on this journey together. Yeah. Um, and come along, bring a friend, bring a friend, build your ecosystem because it's very important. And also, I do want to say you can subscribe to us on different podcasting apps and platforms. Two specific ones we're available on are Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, but we are available where podcasts are available. So you can subscribe to us on there. You can give us five stars because we're five stars. Great. You can leave comments on there because 
I mean, who don't want to be on the other day, you know? You know, we just want to hear from you. We just want to hear from you all. But like I ended our other um, episodes, I do want to say, but you are somebody because the higher power or God don't make no mess. So walk in your glory, walk in your power. And we will in the next episode. (laughs) In the next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.